This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, it is. It's a podcast and you love it. Last week, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced that the government would scrap the COVID-19 protection framework, or as it's better known, the traffic light system. This decision changes COVID measures in Aotearoa significantly, as mask, as mask requirements have been dropped everywhere except for healthcare and aged care facilities. Incoming travellers no longer have to, be, have to be vaccinated, and household contacts don't need to isolate anymore. Prime Minister Ardern said this decision marked a milestone in Aotearoa's COVID response, saying that it was a way of taking back control instead of living in fear of the virus. This decision has had very mixed reactions, with the Green Party arguing that the government has given up in combating COVID. Meanwhile, the Libertarian Act Party believe that isolation rules for people who test positive are still too strict. What does it mean for COVID now that the traffic light system has been dissolved? What is the government's rationale for doing so? And what is the government's approach to COVID now? I spoke with Professor, I spoke with Professor Peter McIntyre, from Te Wahanga Matua Mato, Haura at Te Whare Wananga or Otako, about all this and the challenges facing Aotearoa's new COVID approach. Have a listen. Why did the government effectively scrap the traffic light system? Well, I think you've got to get away from the idea of counting cases. What we've got in a, is the situation in New Zealand now where We've got a highly immune population because we've got very high vaccination rates, which is fantastic, and high booster rates as well, particularly in the older population and those with various other health problems, which make them more at risk. So that's also terrific. And what we really want to do, need to do at this stage of COVID is to focus on prevention of severe illness because the infection is here to stay. It's not going away. And what we want to do is to experience an infection when our immunity is as strong as we can make it, which, of course, means being as well vaccinated as possible. Would you characterise the traffic light system as being a, a bit burdensome at this point in time? The focus of it was a kind of development, I guess, from what we were doing during the zero COVID period, which, and of course, if you're pursuing zero COVID, as we can see in China at the moment, the only way to do that is to rigorously hunt down every case. So I think we're past that. I think we realise now that firstly, there's a whole lot of infections happening that we don't know about. And in fact, even counting the severe illness has become tricky because, because we're testing everyone going into hospital. It's often hard to be sure who's actually in hospital because of COVID and who just happens to have a COVID infection and is in hospital for another reason. And even the deaths can died and has a positive COVID test. Does that mean they died of COVID? Uh, so it's all become much trickier than it used to be, you know, back in the elimination era where at least things were very straightforward. You know, there was one aim, there was one thing to look at. Do you think we'll see an increase in community case numbers now that the traffic light system has been abandoned by the government? Well, possibly, but um, I guess the problem is what are we measuring, you know? And we don't really know what proportion of, uh, of infections, even of symptomatic infections, we're now capturing with testing. So those numbers that, you know, come up on the computer each day, it can be very hard to compare them to get a kind of benchmark for what they really mean. Do you think that removing this protective framework is a disservice to the immunocompromised and more vulnerable people in Aotearoa? 
No, I don't think so, because um, the reality is that, you know, Omicron is a very infectious virus and that the traffic light approach was actually probably contributing very little to um, to protecting the vulnerable. Um, that obviously has to be a priority for us. But the way to do that is to be as up-to-date with vaccines as we can, and for that group of people, the older, those with significant health conditions, it means two boosters. And some people, you know, their health will be so fragile that even two boosters is not enough to protect them fully from if they do encounter COVID. But the great news is we've got really good antiviral drugs, which we can use to actually directly treat the virus if someone does develop an infection. So we've got a fantastic uh, array of tools should infection occur. And uh, that is going to serve us and have much bigger impact on protecting people against severe disease than any amount of uh, traffic lights that we might put in place at this stage of the game. What would you say are the challenges for Aotearoa's COVID-19 response going forward? You know, what if we have another more deadly, more viral variant that's just lurking around the corner? What do we do there? Yeah, yeah, well, that's something which I guess people have worried about a lot. And it's understandable because, you know, we've seen how big a change there's been with the emergence of Delta and then, of course, now with Omicron. And although... I don't think we can totally rule out the possibility that we might get a variant that is not just good at getting around vaccines, but actually against the protection they give us against severe disease. I mean, that could happen, but I think it's very unlikely, particularly with the coronavirus, the ones that we're dealing with at the moment. And so whilst we have to be aware of that possibility, I think the way we would measure that would be, are we seeing people with severe illness who are fully vaccinated turning up in our hospitals. That's the way we'd need to measure that rather than just saying, are we getting more infections? Because the reality is that now we're well protected by vaccines. Having an infection is actually not a problem. In fact, in many ways, particularly if you're younger and more healthy, having an infection on top of your vaccines is the best way you've got at the moment to, to really strengthen your, your immunity. There may be some super-duper vaccines coming down the track, but they're not here now. We don't know when they will arrive. And in the meantime, having all your recommended vaccines and developing an infection afterwards actually, you know, is a way of strengthening and broadening your immunity and making it last longer. So in, we need to start thinking about infections in a different way to the way that we were thinking about them, you know, even six months ago. Okay, just, just lastly, while I, while I have you here, the Ministry of Health is also changing its daily case reporting over to a weekly reporting system. Why has this change come about? But, well, I think it's uh, just another indication of how we need to wean ourselves off the idea of counting cases and counting them on a daily basis. I mean, we've all been through that. We've all been through... 2020, 2021, where that was, you know, uh, item one on the news bulletin. Um, we, we're all used to what that's like, but actually that's not what we need to be paying attention to now. There's a lot of noise in the system. As I said, it's hard to know what these numbers actually mean, uh, you know, in the current context. And I just come back again to the point that we need to focus on what cases of severe disease are occurring if there are cases occurring in people people who are fully vaccinated, are there other ways, better ways to protect them? That's where we need to have our attention focused over the next, you know, six months, the next 12 months. 
That was a f***ing Radio 1 podcast, mate. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.